March 31st. Our reading in the New Testament today comes from the book of Luke, chapter 9, verses 7 through 27. We'll read about the fact that Christ enables us. How could 12 men feed 5,000 people? Only through the enabling of the Lord. For He did the miracle. They only distributed the blessing. And it's true in our lives as well today. We are not the source of blessing to others. We're conduits of God's love, mercy, grace, and empowering presence. We're the conduits through which the real source flows. Christ is looking for clean, empty hands that He can fill. We'll read about the fact that Christ encourages us. If you confess Christ as Son of God and Savior and take up your cross and follow Him, He will reveal to you His kingdom and His glory. When you experience the glory of God, the demands of discipleship become blessings that carry you along in joyful obedience. Do you have that treasure yet? Have you moved from a mere head belief into a heart, all heart, all encompassing relationship? That's the only way you know about his kingdom. We'll read about the fact that Christ endures us. Now, what strange words from the lips of Jesus? He says, How long shall I be with you and bear with you? See, he must bear with our unbelief and failure, our spiritual blindness, our pride, and most importantly, our lack of love and our lack of dedication. Well, let me ask you, is Jesus blessing you or (laughs) bearing with you? Sometimes I feel that the Lord is blessing me, and sometimes I have to admit that I just feel like He's bearing with me. But He will fill us with His Spirit, and we will be a blessing to others as we look to Him and keep our hearts clean. Our prayers should daily be, Lord, create in us a clean heart. Renew within us a right spirit. And with that, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. March 31st, the book of Luke, chapter 9, verses 7 through 27. When reports of Jesus' miracles reached Herod Antipas, he was worried and puzzled, because some were saying, This is John the Baptist come back to life again. Others were saying, It is Elijah, or some other ancient prophet, risen from the dead. I beheaded John, Herod said. So who is this man about whom I hear such strange stories? And he tried to see him. When the apostles returned, they told Jesus everything they had done. Then he slipped quietly away with them toward the town of Bethsaida. But the crowds found out where he was going, and they followed him. And he welcomed them, teaching them about the kingdom of God, and curing those who were ill. Late in the afternoon, the twelve disciples came to him and said, Send the crowds away to the nearby villages and farms, so they can find food and lodging for the night. There is nothing to eat here in this deserted place. But Jesus said, You feed them. Impossible, they protested. We have only five loaves of bread and two fish. Or are you expecting us to go and buy enough food for this whole crowd? For there were about five thousand men there. Just tell them to sit down on the ground in groups of about fifty each, Jesus replied. So the people all sat down. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven, 
and asked God's blessing on the food. Breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread and fish to the disciples to give to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted, and they picked up twelve baskets of leftovers. One day, as Jesus was alone, praying, he came over to his disciples and asked them, Who do people say I am? Well, they replied, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say you are one of the other ancient prophets risen from the dead. Then he asked them, Who do you say I am? Peter replied, You are the Messiah, sent from God. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about this. For I, the Son of Man, must suffer many terrible things, he said. I will be rejected by the leaders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. I will be killed, but three days later I will be raised from the dead. Then he said to the crowd, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must put aside your selfish ambition, shoulder your cross daily, and follow me. If you try to keep your life for yourself, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find true life. And how do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose or forfeit your own soul in the process? If a person is ashamed of me and my message, I, the Son of Man, will be ashamed of that person when I return in my glory and in the glory of the Father and the holy angels. And I assure you that some of you standing here right now will not die before you see the kingdom of God. Good morning, everyone. This is Mike Wells, Lancaster Director. I have a prayer request this morning. Would you join me, coordinators and others, in prayer for our orientation that we are starting in Lancaster? Uh, Specifically, pray that God would send men and women who are ready for transformation and change. And also, even more so, that we would Uh, be able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to those who come to this orientation and that people in the community and surrounding counties would be touched and God glorified through this new development of orientation that we're starting on Thursdays. So guys, ladies, all who are listening, please join us in prayer as uh, we start this new orientation. God bless you and have a great day. were small, one of the things we would do was play hide and go seek. Oftentimes, they could not find me. They couldn't locate where I was. And after a while, they would get tired of looking. You could hear the exasperation in their voice. It was all fun and games for a while. Then it became, okay, daddy. It shifted. At the point of their desperation, I would make some kind of noise or some kind of movement to make myself findable.
because the goal was not to hurt them. But when they became desperate enough, I made it clear where I was located. People are saying, but I'm praying to God and nothing has happened. I'm going to church and nothing has happened. God, I can't find you. You're not desperate enough. You haven't gotten to the place. I haven't gotten to the place. We haven't gotten to the place where we, like the deer that pants after the water brook. Psalm 42, my heart pants after you, oh God. Psalm 72, verses 1 through 20. Solomon prayed for blessing on his reign when he followed David. A young man, Solomon knew he could not succeed without the help of the Lord. The psalm also pictures our Lord Jesus when he reigns as King of kings and Lord of lords. Solomon asked for wisdom to administer justice to his people, and God granted his request. His reign was like a refreshing shower, that made the earth fruitful and beautiful. God can give you wisdom for your tasks, and He will. We have to ask Him, and He'll make you a blessing to others. Do you bring refreshing showers, or are you part of the problem? Do you bring storms? Well, peace and security prospered while Solomon was on the throne, and Israel's domain was extended. Of course, verses 8 through 11 especially apply to the Lord Jesus and His glorious reign yet to come. So these verses are prophetic in that regard. But He can give you peace and safety today as you yield to Him. See, He wants you to reign in life right now. But the only way that you can reign in life is if He reigns in your heart. God's purpose is to fill the whole earth with His glory as He unites all things in Christ. Are you helping to extend His glory on the earth? Psalm 72, verses 1 through 20, a Psalm of Solomon. Give justice to the King, O God, and righteousness to the King's Son. Help Him judge your people in the right way. Let the poor always be treated fairly. May the mountains yield prosperity for all, and may the hills be fruitful, because the king does what is right. Help him to defend the poor, to rescue the children of the needy, and to crush their oppressors. May he live as long as the sun shines, as long as the moon continues in the skies, yes, forever. May his rain be as refreshing as the springtime rains, like the showers that water the earth. May all the godly flourish during His reign. May there be abundant prosperity until the end of time. May He reign from sea to sea and from the Euphrates River to the ends of the earth. Desert nomads will bow before Him. His enemies will fall before Him in the dust. The western kings of Tarshish and the islands will bring Him tribute. The eastern kings of Sheba and Seba will bring him gifts. All kings will bow before him, and all nations will serve him. He will rescue the poor when they cry to him. 
He will help the oppressed, who have no one to defend them. He feels pity for the weak and the needy, and He will rescue them. He will save them from oppression and from violence, for their lives are precious to Him. Long live the King! May the gold of Sheba be given to Him. May the people always pray for Him and bless Him all day long. May there be abundant crops throughout the land, flourishing even on the mountaintops. May the fruit trees flourish, as they do in Lebanon, sprouting up like grass in a field. May the king's name endure forever. May it continue as long as the sun shines. May all nations be blessed through him and bring him praise. Bless the Lord God, the God of Israel, who alone does such wonderful things. Bless His glorious name forever. Let the whole earth be filled with His glory. Amen and Amen. This ends the prayers of David, son of Jesse. Proverbs chapter 12, verses 8 and 9. Everyone admires a person with good sense, but a warped mind is despised. It is better to be a nobody with a servant than to be self-important but have no food.